Hello everybody, welcome back to today's Defining the Dash podcast where we do our best to make every moment count. Uh, we're continuing this week with uh, our outlook on prophecy and um, where we was involved in the broadcast with Brother Aaron Roberts uh, discussing prophecy and, and looking at current world events and um, we wanted to share that second episode with you. Brother Mark, I have to say this was a unique opportunity. It was very much so. And uh, we appreciate Brother Aaron, um, his uh, radio program. We want to um, let you know on WGTH 105.5 FM and 540 AM um, on Sundays at 1 o'clock, or you can go online and uh, listen to that, I believe, as well. And um, so be sure to check it out if you get the opportunity. But um, Brother Aaron, he's, he's done a great job here discussing this prophecy and, and current events and so we wanted to, like I said, share that with you today, let you look at uh, where the world may be standing at this moment, and um, read your Bible, study that out, and uh, see what the good Lord opens up to you. Good afternoon, friends. This is Aaron Roberts coming at you again from our studio. Uh, I just wanted to welcome my two friends, Brother Chad Clifton and Brother Mark Mullins, great friends of mine, known them all my life. And uh, we started a discussion last week that we wanted to continue this week. Mm-hmm. And I uh, just want to welcome you to the, bo- to the, uh, to the broadcast. Uh, these, brothers, these brothers host a podcast called Defining the Dash. And uh, the theme of it is making it count, living a life that counts, and how do you improve the life you have, and remembering the, uh, the past and making it happen in the present. So w- welcome, gentlemen. Welcome. Good Thank to you, be brother here. Aaron. Great to be back with you, buddy. So last week we talked about prophecy, and we looked at uh, uh, some ideas that I had in the light of current events, just looking at the scriptures and trying to figure out where we are now. Uh, the Bible tells us that the book of that the, in, in the book of Samuel that the men of Issachar, uh, Samuel wrote the book of Judges, First Samuel and Second Samuel, First Kings and Second Kings, were penned by his students. Anyway. He wrote in the book of Judges that the men of Issachar had an understanding of the times to know what Israel should do. Jesus himself stood on the Mount of Olives overlooking Jerusalem, and he said, O Jerusalem, O Jerusalem, if you had known the hour of your visitation, Jesus held them accountable for knowing the times that they lived in and for being able to understand those times in the light of Scripture. And and so prophecy is pattern. It's just not prophetic as in telling future events. But it also mm-hmm. tells a pattern. Just as if we know Anicus Epiphanes, he, he actually had the abomination of desolation mm-hmm. and practiced it there at the temple. We also know that that's a prophetic event. Prophecy is pattern, and it will repeat itself. Right. So in studying Revelation, here's the idea that, that occurred to me, and this is why I want to discuss this with you two brothers, is that when, when John wrote the book of Revelation, he was transported by the angel in Revelation chapter 3, into heaven. He said, come up hither, said the angel, and I'll show you things which must be hereafter. So he saw it from heaven. Now heaven is outside of this dimension. It's it's in the realm of eternity. So John wrote the book of Revelation, writing it from 
the dimensionality of eternity, a different dimension. And we, if we're to understand Revelation, we're watching Revelation play out in four dimensions and we're governed by time, space, and matter. So I think that's important. Mm -hmm. We talked about last week the white horse, and mm -hmm. you know one of the things we talked about was what is white. Well, white represents purity. That's why the Pope wears white. Mm -hmm. um, white represents uh, dignity and chastity. That's why a bride wears white. Uh, we talked about uh, um, this man who came in in Revelation chapter six on the, and he has a bow in his hand, but he has no arrows. And we said if we looked at the the, the times that we saw. This man with a bow, he has no arrows. The word bow means toxin. And what has changed over the past few years? We had a toxin that invaded our space, and it changed the entire planet. Mm -hmm. If you look at Revelations chapter 6 and you see the horses, horses always represent commerce. They represent trade and global activity. This global pandemic that you and I and all of us have been involved in, that, take, that took so many of the lives of people we know and love and impacted yes. all of us personally. It impacted commerce and trade like nothing else. For right. the first time in history, all of us were came to a complete stop. The mandates came in. Right. Mm -hmm. And and they did it without shooting an arrow, without firing a shot. Yes. Mm -hmm. Here's a man who came forth conquering and to conquer. And what does he have in his hand? A toxin. And the Bible says that, that a crown was given this person that was riding this white horse. Mm -hmm. And he was clothed in white. So he was riding the white horse, he's clothed in white, and a diadem was given him. Now that's what the Greek says. But if you translate that into the Latin, which the Spanish follows, that literally means a corona was given him. Mm -hmm. So he's got a corona, and he's carrying a toxin. Wow. <laughs> yeah. So that, that got me to thinking. And then, of course, we talked about the red horse. And, you know, I lightheartedly mentioned to some guys at work, I said, look, if this was the white horse, and I was just talking about my ideas, much like we are now. Right. And just bouncing off of them, Brother Chad. <laughs> I said, if that's, if that's going to happen, we're going to see a war next, and it's going to either happen, and it's going to be started by either China or Russia. Within three months of me making that statement, one of the men at work came to me, and he said, Aaron, he said, this is the red horse. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. What are your thoughts behind this? How do you feel? I mean, is this a new way of looking at Bible prophecy? Do you think it's possible? And should we look at it through the lens of Scripture? Should we look at today's events through the through the lens of Scripture? Absolutely. Yeah, I think so, Brother Aaron. I think uh, just myself, uh, very limited knowledge on prophecy, um, particularly with these seals and these horses. And um, I, I think that uh, I think all of us should have open mind, really. Mm -hmm. You know, in, in order to, to learn anything, you have to become a student. Right. Mm. And a student has to open their mind. Mm -hmm. And so listen to you, meeting with you last week and listen to your thoughts on these uh, these first three horses and these seals, you know, kind of opened my mind and got me thinking. And, uh, you know, if you just stop and just, just listen and consider... Right. You know, if nothing else, consider it as a theory. Right. And at least, at least hear us out. It's a theory. It's a plausible it thought. It is. It's a plausible, it's plausible. thought. Absolutely. It's plausible. Yeah. You know. Yeah. And a theory is only a theory until you prove it. Right. right? And I'm not saying anything can be proven right. by reading this, but I think to it's ignore this passage right. of Scripture in the light of what we all... Already know, yeah. Excuse me. Right. In the light of what we know in current events would be foolish. Well, sure. really, really, Brother Aaron, you know, if... For this to become fact, when, whenever we go to heaven, when we get to heaven, we can sit down with Christ and we ask him about it. 
Mm-hmm. And he'll either say, boys, y'all are crazy. <laughs> or he'll say, you, you was on to something. Yeah. So, he might, you know, yeah. But for right now, not right now it's a theory. I like it. <laughs> I like it. Very yeah, plausible. It's, I mean, it's, 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 it's plausible. Yes. So, you know, if you look at the Red Horse, mm-hmm. you know, we talked about how that, that Russia attacked Ukraine, mm-hmm. that the whole world has been involved in, 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 in this, you know, trying to remove Russia from Ukraine. Yes. And about how it's created so much strife and so many problems in Europe. And actually, if you look at this, this is a train of horses. So the first four horsemen that, that you know, mm-hmm. uh, Ecclesiastical writers refer to these in prophetic teaching as the four horsemen of the apocalypse, mm-hmm. and and it's like one one after another. So one of these comes every every at regular intervals and periods. So the the next one, the red horse brings in the black horse. So it's like one thing leads to another. Right. And we talked about last week the black horse. Yeah. And if you look at that, one penny was a day's wage. Mm-hmm. And one measure of wheat was enough to feed a man for one day. So a man had to work one day to feed himself that day. Mm-hmm. And it occurred to me that this could be, the black horse very well could be, and it appears to be, a horse of hyperinflation. Right. Right. I've never seen finances impacted like I have right now. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's... Brother, yeah. I, I know I know people... And there may be some listeners out there. I know a lot of people that's that's had to go look for another job, uh, working two or three jobs. Yes. Uh, I know some people that have went to a higher paying job, you know, with good reason. But a lot of it centers around hyperinflation, just trying right. to feed themselves and trying to feed their family, and, and trying to find a way to make ends meet just so they can live uh, to next month. You know, I remember Brother Mark as, as a boy. My dad worked for years as a carpenter for ten dollars an hour. Oh. So so right now. You have to make a minimum of fifteen dollars an hour when to my, survive. When my wife and I first got married, I took a job for eight fifty six an hour mm-hmm. with a house payment, vehicle payment, new marriage. Wow! And I was the only one working mm-hmm. eight fifty six an hour. The second, and, you know, you know you that was twenty it. years ago. Oh, yeah. I mean, we, yeah. we've been married now twenty years, yeah. and it's not that's not even possible now. Right now, you'd have to have a second job. Yeah, minimum wage sure. then was. $5.10 or something like that. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. you, you couldn't pay a cell phone bill on that. Sure. Um, you know, I mean, it just, you couldn't pay your gas to get to work on $5.10 yeah. an hour. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that, that's basically uh, almost a gallon of, of gas for every hour you work. You yeah. know, I mean, wow. that's, if you if you look at it that way, and maybe a gallon of milk for each hour you work, you know. Wow. And wow. so, um, it's, mm-hmm. it's it, times have changed. Yeah. And uh, this is a, this is definitely eye-opening topics. You know, it, it, the second thing he said. What did he say in that passage? He said, he said a measure of wheat for a penny, and how many measures of, of barley? Three, three measures of barley. Yes, sir. So, so three measures of barley for a penny. A bar, barley was a poor man's diet. Mm-hmm. So, so if you had, you know, if you if you wanted the finer things of life, you would eat wheat bread. But if you were poor, you would mm-hmm. you would buy barley. And so, three measures of barley that would feed a family for an entire day, a small family. Wow. So, so a man either works to feed himself a fine a fine meal mm-hmm. and eats for fine wages, wow. you know, for a penny. The average man, or the average man, he spends that entire wage to feed his family for one day. So, so it's kind of like a, a a man that would eat wheat. You can kind of think of that man maybe going to Cousins, 
these days on a day's wage. That's, that's, a, right. that's, a, that's a, a, a restaurant we that's have right. in town. Yeah. Uh, or a man can go to Taco Bell for a day to feed his family. Mm-hmm. But either way, the day the day's wage is the same, and so maybe that's maybe similar to what you're talking about with the wheat versus the barley. The wheat versus the barley. So you know, and it says, "Hurt not the corn and the wine." And I think that's where yes. we finished up the last mm-hmm. yeah. the last time we met. The oil and the wine. Yeah. The oil and the wine. Yeah. So so the oil and the wine. So oil was what you had to have to to keep your light burning. Okay? Mm-hmm. Electric rates have not gone up exponentially with inflation now they're high right sure but they've not followed the track that a loaf of bread has or right a pack of sausage or bologna has right right Right. so so wine is what they ate was what they drank when they when they had a wedding celebration or things like that that was Mm -hmm. something that absolutely wasn't necessary but it was a luxury and so that would be like something that you would buy to have a party today for example like if you want to go buy sweets today sweets have not really risen that much You you can go buy you know, you, you still buy a pack of Reese cups for about the same price you could a couple of years ago. Sure. Yeah. But if you go buy a pack of bacon or a gallon of milk, yeah, that's going to cost you, or a gallon of gas. Right. And right. it's impacted. It's impacted the whole world's commerce. Yeah. Yes, it has. And brother Aaron, we we, we talked um, kind of recapping about the white horse, the red horse, and the black horse. But if we keep reading, coming on down into um, verse eight. And he says, And I looked, and behold, a pale horse, and his name that sat on him was death, and hell followed with him. And power was given unto him, unto them over the fourth part of the earth to kill with the sword and with hunger and with death and with the beast of the earth. What, what are your thoughts here on, on, on moving on into this fourth horse? So if we, if we look at this and we consider everything that's going on, it's, it's really interesting because 2020... We saw a national pandemic that affected us all. It affected global trade and commerce with a toxin. Mm-hmm. Okay, 2021, 2022 time frame, that's when that the red horse came, right? We could say that's the red horse. The war was started by Russia mm-hmm. entering Ukraine. The whole world got caught up in it, and in, in, it affected the entire planet. Yeah. And then it was followed by hyperinflation in 2022. Mm-hmm. So we finished up. And it, see, think about this. This stuff is still ongoing. Okay? Sure. So it didn't stop. Right. These horsemen are not off the stage. No. They're continuing to go. Okay? The pale horse, and th- this confused me because as I looked at this passage, Brother Chad, mm-hmm. why do we have here in this passage a white horse and then a pale horse? Yeah. So as I looked at this passage, I thought, why would... The writer, why would John say, okay, I saw a white horse coming, and he's got this bow, which is a toxin, and he's, he was given a corona crown, he was given a crown, and he conquered, and he, this impacted commerce. Why would it come back again and say pale? Because isn't pale another word for white? Right. right. So at that point, I dug out my good old e-sword on my iPhone. And for those of you that don't have an iPhone, you can look it up on your strongest concordance. Mm-hmm. But I dug out my old e-sword. Do you have e-sword on your phone? Mm-hmm. Do you have it? Pull it up there and take a look at it. Tell me what that word means. I don't know if I have e-sword on mine, bro. No, I don't have e-sword. You know? Okay. All right, well, I'll turn to it. I think I, I, I do have it on mine. I have it on my iPad, but on my iPhone. Okay. So, so, so Revelation chapter 6, verse number 8 says, mm-hmm. And I looked, and behold, a pale horse, 
and his name that sat on him was Death. So Death is riding the pale horse. Right. And hell followed with him. Yep. And power was given him unto them over the fourth part of the earth to kill with a sword and with hunger and with death and with what? The beasts beast of the earth. earth. Okay? Mm-hmm. Now, so we look at these four horsemen. As I looked at that, I said, pale, well, that's another word for white. That's what I always believed. But I clicked on that word pale. And for some reason, that word pale in the Greek shows up as G5515 in the Strong's Concordance. Okay? And it literally is chloros. All right? Hmm. Chloros. Now, I'd heard that word before, but I wasn't really sure what it meant, Brother Mark. So G5515 comes from the same root as G5514, which means green. Hmm. Now, G5514 is Chloe, which is the proper name, green. Okay, Or it could be a proper name. So it, it literally okay. means green. And where we get that Greek word chloros from is the word we, we, we derive that from the Greek and we get it from chlorophyll, which is what plants use mm-hmm. to produce life and okay. energy. Mm-hmm. So as I looked at that, I thought, what, what, a, what, what does it mean and how can we apply it to today? Well, this week, brothers, I think we're seeing it. And this is why I felt like it was so important. Mm-hmm. By the way, uh, just for time's sake, I wanted to clarify that, that this week is the week that Hamas invaded Israel, and they invaded. You know, you mentioned Noah and the flood, mm-hmm. and and they do not. They were they were marrying and giving marriage. They were parting until the flood came, sure, yeah. and took them all away. Now, when you mentioned that last week, you didn't you didn't know what we were going to talk about really, and, and I right. didn't tell you what my thoughts were. But the the picture that rings out so loud and clear about Hamas right. is they came in on those paragliders. And they par- they par- they paraglided into the Negev desert, mm-hmm. and the picture that the whole world saw was those teenagers dancing and partying on TikTok, and the whole time in the background they had no idea that 260 of them would be slaughtered, mm. and you can see the parachutes coming down in the background. Mm-hmm. One of the guys at work told me he said it looks like Red Dawn. Wow. You could see the parachutes dropping in the background. And they were dancing and partying and having a big eye time. And the entire time, they were going to die within the next few minutes. Wow. And none of them knew it. Yeah. My dad preached a message years ago, and he preached it at Keene Mountain. And this is what he said. He said, Israel trespassed in the time of distress. They trespassed yet more. They didn't know that judgment was coming. They didn't know that death was coming. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. I, I'm not judging them because I don't know the condition of all their hearts. But sure. I'm going to tell you this. They were partying while death was coming. Right. And if we're not careful as a nation, as a people, we'll have such a lighthearted view toward the things of God and toward the Scriptures that we will not be ready when judgment does fall. Right. right. That's the reason for this podcast or this broadcast. Right. Absolutely. Yes, sir. So what, what did Noah say? He, he said he, they knew not until the flood came and took them all away. Right. Okay. Right. So I, I think that's interesting because mm-hmm. that grabbed my attention last night about 1030. Mm-hmm. And what grabbed my attention was this, is, is the word flood. 
Now, I heard a message several years several years ago called the end time flood. Brother Mark, can you turn over to Daniel chapter number nine? I can. And look at verse twenty six for me. I've got it right here, brother. And it says Daniel chapter nine, verse twenty six, and after three score and two weeks shall Messiah be cut off, but not for himself. And the people of the prince that shall come shall destroy the city and the sanctuary, and the end thereof shall be with a flood. And unto the end of the war, desolations are determined. Oh my. So, so, so there at the, at the end, so it says the Messiah shall be cut off. Now, as right. Christians, we believe that Jesus was killed at that time, right? Mm-hmm. But the end thereof shall be with a flood. Now, and it also says unto the end of the what? The end of the war. War. Mm-hmm. Desolations Artificial. shall be determined. So so I heard a message on the end time flood. I've listened to it three times in the past five weeks. And that message was preached by Brother Ralph Horton, my mm-hmm. grandfather. Yeah. And I listened to it over and over and over. He preached it in 1981 at, at a camp meeting in Amosville. I listened to it several times. Mm-hmm. And I, could, I couldn't get away from the word flood. Brothers, I'll tell you, the, the hair literally raised on the back of my head whenever the leader, the, the militant leader of Hamas said that they were calling their operation, Operation Al-Aqsa Flood. Oh, wow. 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 Now, I, I mean, to me, you have so many coincidences, and after a while, it ceases to be a coincidence anymore. Right. Right. So you have a flood. Now, that's fascinating. Mm-hmm. So, Brother Chad, turn over to Revelations chapter number 12, okay. if you will. Yes, sir. And let's take a look at Revelations 12, because if we if we look at this in the light of eternity and we're trying to put a puzzle together, I, I don't want to put words in the Scripture's mouth or read anything into it that's not there. Take a look. Chapter 12, in particular. Yeah, first. chapter 12. Let's see. Um, let's look at chapter 12. And uh, let's look at this passage of Scripture. Revelations chapter 12, verse number 15. 15, okay. And the serpent cast out of his mouth water as a flood after the woman, that he might cause her to be carried away of the flood. Wow. So here you have a flood mentioned in Daniel chapter number Mm 9, verse number 26, the end thereof. Mm -hmm. So he's talking about the definite article, the end thereof in the Hebrew, Mm -hmm. shall be with a flood. Now, Revelations chapter 12 the serpent cast out of his mouth water as a flood after the woman. So if, if you take that in mind and you interpret the old in the light of the new, then what's going to happen is you're going to see a flood at the end time. I think that's very, very evident. 
Now, the other interesting part about this is, is, is the first part of this passage talks specifically of a sign in the heavens. Mm-hmm. Okay? Mm-hmm. Revelations 12 and 1 says, And there appeared a great wonder in heaven, a woman clothed with the sun and the moon under her feet and upon her head, a crown of 12 stars. And she, being with child, cried, travailing in birth and pain to be delivered. And there appeared another wonder in heaven, a great red dragon having seven heads and ten horns and seven crowns upon his head. And his tail drew a third part of the stars of heaven and cast them down upon the earth. And the dragon stood before the woman, which was to be ready to be delivered, to devour her child as soon as it was born. And she brought forth a man-child who was to rule all nations with the rod of iron. And her child was caught up unto God and unto his throne. So this is fascinating because he said there appeared a great wonder, a sign, okay, a sign in the heavens. Now here's the interesting, here's here's the fascinating part. Somewhere around, I began to follow the stars and constellations, not to foretell the future, but because I'm just fascinated with planets. Right. And here's the fascinating thing. The first part of September was Rosh Hashanah, or the Feast of Trumpets. And my dad always taught us that he believed Jesus could have been born in the Feast of Trumpets because that's the time of great joy. Mm-hmm. And he also believed that the rapture could occur during the Feast of Trumpets. So I was, I was, I was just praying about the coming of the Lord and, and meditating upon the, our families and praying for the churches and, and asking God to please let us be ready. As many, Lord, you know whose heart you can reach. Would you reach that person today? Would you touch that heart today? Mm-hmm. And and I stumbled up on this this constellation, and I actually saw it. There was a constellation that occurred during the Feast of, of Trumpets, which was the first part of September, the first weekend of September. And the, the first weekend of September, the constellation called the Virgin literally had a comet called the Child that passed through her womb. Wow. Now, when I found that out, I had an epiphany, and I thought, wow, I don't know what this means. I don't know if this means the rapture of the church is coming. I don't know if it means revival is coming. I don't know if it means a war is coming. But one thing we know for sure is that in this passage of Scripture, this woman represents Israel. Now, there's a sign in the heaven, Mm -hmm. and it's going to be played out on earth, right? This is what John, this is the whole message of the book of Revelation. He sees this sign, the signs in heaven, and it's playing out on the earth. So he sees the sign of the woman. So literally, the first weekend of September, there was the virgin constellation. She has the 12 planets at her head. The moon is at her feet. The sun is behind her. She's clothed with the sun. And the comet named Child, and it was named that 40 years ago, passes through her womb. Wow. Wow. Now, Bible scholars call that the sign of the Magi, by the way, because they say that's what they saw. The Magi said, we saw his star mm-hmm. in the east and were come to worship him. They saw that constellation. They knew what was happening, and they came to worship him. They knew what time it was on God's prophetic clock. I wonder how many under the sound of our voice today are watching for the sign, yeah. the coming. Jesus said in the book of Matthew, he said, then shall appear the sign of the Son of Man in heaven. What's his sign? Mm-hmm. In the book of Isaiah, chapter number 7, 
Ahaz asked for a sign. Yeah. And he said, Behold, the Lord said, This will be your sign. What is it? Mm-hmm. A virgin shall be with child. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And what? She shall bear a son. Yeah. And thou shalt call his name Amen. Emmanuel. God which being us. interpreted is God with us. Yes. Yeah. And this child shall do what? Shall rule the nations. Mm-hmm. So wow. it's phenomenal. So that happens. So, so, you know, at that point, I was like, well, the, the Word of God says no one knows the day or the hour when Jesus is coming. And I'm not going to try to predict his second coming. The Bible says it's foolish to try that. Right. Sure. No one can know it. And Jesus said, not even I know it, but my Father knows it alone. So what's your thoughts about that, brother? Brother Chad, tell me. I mean, do you think do you, you think this fits together, or do you think I I'm think stretching it, it? It it definitely looks like it's full circle. I mean, mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm a simple-minded guy, but it, it's easy to. Uh, I mean, you can definitely see things lining lining up. I mean, um, the scripture. I think the scripture is pretty. Uh, paints a good picture of it, and mm-hmm. um, we can definitely look at today's events like you said and and see the direction that things are going and can we say with 100 percent certainty like you said mm-hmm. that this is exactly no we, we, we necessarily can't right. but it sure does look it sure does look like things are, are lining up according to the way they were prophesied and right. and all and all of that in all of that the, the main thing that we can say next is get ready Mm-hmm. I wonder how many people are listening to this podcast right now, Brother Mark, that are looking at Israel and looking at what's going on, and they're saying, where does this fit? Where are yeah. we? Get what's going to happen next? Right. Yeah. Right. What's going to happen next? Yeah. So here's, I, you know, I left I left the horse for a, for a reason. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I'd like for you, Brother Mark, to read that passage about that pale horse, just like Brother Chad did, because I want to bring something out here that I think just is fascinating. The pale horse here. It says, Revelation 6, 8, And I looked, and behold, a pale horse, and his name that sat on him was Death, and hell followed him. And power was given unto them over the fourth part of the earth to kill with sword, and with hunger, and with death, and with the beast of the earth. So, some of this, obviously has not happened yet because a fourth part of the earth definitely has not suffered. Right. Right? Mm-hmm. But I, I think it's I think it's interesting because if the word pale is green, now how does the word green tie into this passage? The word green ties into this passage this way. If you looked at the video on YouTube of the Hamas terrorist attacking the Israelis. If you look at the YouTube video of them marching through the streets, mm-hmm. what did you see? Uniform men wearing the same color headband. Mm. And what was the headband color? I'm not going to answer that yet. <laughs> I'm, I'm, hope, I'm thinking green, that's but I, I didn't see the picture. I didn't see the picture either, but that's where okay. I'm right. assuming we're going. So, so, so Hamas... Uh-huh. Hamas presented in 1977 what they called the Green Line Border. Mm -hmm. And the reason they did that 
is because that is the color of radical Islam. Wow. Wow. The color, the universal color of radical Islam is green. Hmm. And in their very strict interpretation of their sacred scripture, what they consider to be sacred scripture, all the people in paradise are dressed in green. Wow. Green silk. Wow. According to that, their prophet that they honor and revere was buried in a green garment. Hmm. Because that was his favorite color. That's interesting. Are we looking at the end time flood? That's the question I want to ask our viewers and listeners. Mm -hmm. what, are we, what are we looking at? Are we looking at the end time flood? Mm -hmm. I think it's possible. Very, very plausible. Yeah. If, if we are looking at the end time flood, what does the Bible say in Revelation chapter 12? The man child, mm -hmm. right? The man child is called, called up, up where? It's called up where? To God. To God. Right. What does the word rapture mean? Called up. Called up. Mm -hmm. Translated, just like Enoch. Yes, sir. Right. Called up. Yeah. My entire Christian life, people have asked me, Brother Aaron, where's the rapture in Scripture? Mm hmm. For several years, I pointed them exactly where J.A. Sias said to point them to. Yep. Revelation chapter 3, the end of the chapter where it said, Come up hither and I'll show you things which come. That's not the word rapture. No. Okay? Right. The word caught up is in that passage of Scripture. Yeah. Right there. Thank you for tuning in today. Sure appreciate Brother Chad and Brother Mark Cohen. And uh, we hope that uh, you'll find this prophetic theory of current, current events and how to interpret the book of Revelation through today's lens intriguing. As I said before, it's uh, just a theory at this point. But uh, we're going to know in a few days whether it's true or not. That's one thing about the Word of God. You trust God. He always proves himself. Amen. Like I said, man, not a, not, a, not a prophet, just a theory. Man, Brother Chad, that was such an awesome podcast, wasn't it? <laughs> Wouldn't you love to have been part of that? I would love to have been there. I would love to have been there. You know, the last couple of weeks we've been talking about the horses, the, the, the pandemic horse, the war horse, hyperinflation horse, and the war of Hamas, if I said that correctly. Uh, if not, I'll, my wife will correct me later. Uh, but what, what an interesting thought, you know, times that we're living in. And, you know, when I got done listening to Brother Aaron when he was teaching and uh, just giving some theories out there, that made me want to go home and make sure I'm ready for what comes next. Yes, sir. Brother Aaron posed the question in the episode: mm -hmm. what uh, what we would what would we say next? Right. And yeah. be ready. Be ready is simply the best advice we can give. Brother Bob says that rapture ready. Be rapture ready. Yes, yeah. sir. And so and so, I'd like to encourage our listeners: uh, if you're not saved, for you to get saved because today is the day of salvation to join in with us again next week if you're not saved let's get saved between now and then and join in with us next week as we define the dash once again and between now and then let's live our lives to make it count when i win this war i've got a church and a family and they're fighting for